0: Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode and if it's not for you we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show.
1: Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. It's me, G, and as usual, I'm joined by the lovely Ola and Betty. Hello. Hello. But today we are also so lucky to have our first author of the season, Naila Kay. How are you?
2: Yay, I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Naila in the house. We're so excited.
1: <laughs> <I'm> thrilled. <laughs> <I'm> very excited. <laughs> And we'll be talking a little bit today about your book that's coming out soon. What date is yeah. the book coming out?
2: It's um, coming out on Thursday, the 23rd. So less Thursday, than a week.
1: Thursday, for the fans.
2: <gasps> Shit, Before. girl. It's mm-hmm.
1: happening.
3: It's a good bloody book. Well it done. It so
1: fucking good. It was what? amazing.
3: Well done for writing another book. What a mission. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bitch every single time we speak to authors they're like and then I like lost three toenails and my dog died in between and like there was no protein around the area so like it was a really tough book it always happens every single book they're like and then we had a mental
2: breakdown and got COVID at the end
3: of it (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> i know seriously i feel like it's like there yeah there's always something every single book is like even the easiest ones are not easy so it's definitely <laughs> exciting when you finish one especially the nyla k ones, ones that are literally like a zillion pages long and like i've been like my editor is like okay so you officially didn't do anything that i asked you to do but i love you that day, so we'll just we'll be fine <laughs> do
3: you write under uh, another it, pen name? as well no
2: just it's nyla just nyla k that's all i have and i write like a, a varying different amount of things like i write a lot of different kinds of tropes and stuff but it's all under one pen name so that's the nyla k brand is chaos <laughs> <laughs> I
3: chaos write... like <laughs> kardashians
1: <laughs> um you write quite a lot of mm don't you
2: Yeah, it's mostly MM. Um, I write some MMF and some MMM. um, And I I definitely really like writing the polyamorous relationships. I have a really good time doing that. Um, But yeah, like a majority of my characters are like queer characters. Even um, my MF, the last MF book that I wrote had like a bisexual male main character anyway. So it was like, you know. Mm I, like, I, like, repping the queers, maybe. (laughs) Guys. (laughs) book With
3: butthole play, we were just talking about it. Anything with buttholes, I'm sold. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, we were just talking about it in the last episode. I put up a post on Bank Book Club. I don't know if you know about it. And I was, like, as long as they're touching buttholes, just, like, send it to me right (laughs) now. Like, all the butthole stuff. And a lot of people recommended your stuff.
2: No. yeah mm-hmm. there's yeah. a lot of but. there's a lot of I mean it's it's 99% butt stuff so, <laughs> yeah. so. amazing Perfect. that's all you
1: need <laughs> um, so what was it that originally got you into writing like romance and smart
2: um so I I moved to New York City I'm originally from Massachusetts um and I I'm never like thought that I was going to be a any kind of fiction author, I I'll always wanted to write, but I wanted to write like for like a magazine or a newspaper or something like that. Um, but then I moved to New York city and I had all this extra time on my hands, um, riding the trains, like the subway is back and forth. And so I started reading and I, I read a lot of um, like suspense and thriller fiction is like kind of my main jam if I'm not reading romance. Um, so I was reading a lot of that and then I slipped into reading romance And as soon as I did, I was just like bombarded with all these ideas. Like I would just be sitting like on the train and like characters would just pop into my head and I'd be like, Hmm, like this is like, you know, and then I would just, I kind of was just thinking about it. And so I was like, I'm just going to write this stuff out. Like I could, I could write a book, like I know how to write, I'm just gonna write this for myself. And so I started out writing the books that I first published. They were just for me. Like it was just fun stuff that I did for myself. Um, and then a friend of mine was like, "You know, you can just like publish those yourself on Amazon, right? Like it's pretty easy." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, really? Like shit, yeah, I'll throw that thing up." So that's kind of what I did. Um, and then, like, I started being more serious <laughs> after that because I was <laughs> like, "Maybe I should like actually learn what I'm doing." But yeah, so it was it kind of just fell into my lap, and it's the most fun, amazing thing I've ever done, and I can't imagine doing anything else at this point.
1: Nice. That's that's so good. That's funny that you say that you're really into like suspense and thriller because we had Kay Webster on last season and she's another member of the the band book club. And Mm -hmm. she said that she loves suspense and thriller as (laughs) well. So it must be like a thing. All these girls that love suspense and thriller, they write the band books.
2: Yeah, I'm super into like that whole like dramatic, like, I mean, Gone Girl and like the author who wrote Gone Girl, like her other books and stuff are just, they're incredible. Like, yeah, Jillian um, Flynn. She's she's amazing, and like all those kinds of like weird. I I think that that's also like where I got um, the desire to write interesting storylines where like a lot of diff- I, my favorite thing and my favorite thing in movies too and tv shows is when there's like all these different moving parts and they all like converge together that's why i'm such a tarantino fan like i'm a huge fan of queen tarantino movies and it's like there's always all these different storylines and then they like end up coming together in some weird way so yeah. i feel like a lot tarantino of tarantino
3: those... hits different
2: mm-hmm. Mate, that man yeah.
3: slaps you at the end of his movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's my love. Well. A nice it bitch
3: slacker. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, and then this happened, and you're like, <gasps> Tarantino, you did it again, you again, motherfucker. My again, my face. Again.
0: I'm like, what I are love- you reading
2: right now, Nyla? Tell us. You're saying that you love the thrillers, but what are you reading right now? you know i'm an embarrassment i haven't read a book in i mean okay that's not true i've started lots of books i haven't completed a book in probably like a year at this point because oh, i'm just oh no i know i know Illegal. i've been so i mean if you count my own books i've read millions <laughs> yeah, <at this> <laughs> but as far as other people's books go i haven't read anything um i mean i've been reading non romance um, <laughs> I sometimes also like to read conspiracy theory books. So that that's a conspiracy theory book that I bought based on a podcast where it was recommended. And I've been reading that slowly, but it's really confusing, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last book that I read was Soul Eater by Lily Maine. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, it's MM, like a uh, post-apocalyptic monster and human type thing, and it's the start of a series, so I want to read the rest of the books, I'm dying to read the rest of them, but I just, I need the time, and it's like, you know, yeah. author yeah. frauds. <laughs> do, you remember, sort of so we, um,
1: do you ever get like smutted out? Like, do you spend all day and you're writing like these absolutely filthy scenes? Impossible. Like, oh, I just, Stop I just it. don't want to, I don't want to read any smut. <laughs>
2: Not a real um, thing. No, I don't think that well, I don't know, maybe I don't think that it's specific to smut. I think that that's what makes it so hard to read anything after you've been doing that, especially because like, if you guys are reading for the fans, like those are long chapters, like push is the same way. I think two burn and burn is the same way, long chapters. So like when I write a sex scene, I mean, usually my sex scene chapters are long. So they're always like 10,000 words. Like, it takes me, like, four hours to write the thing. It's, like, I'm in a haze. Like, I have no idea what I even just wrote by the time I'm done. (laughs) And I just, like, sitting there, like, I need, you know, I'm just, like. (laughs) (laughs) So So, it's, like, I didn't even think I'd be able to, like, read anything at that point. But, so, usually I end up just going onto the couch and, like, vegging out and watching TV or something which is why it turns into a slippery slope of not like reading as much as I want to because you know
1: on these crazy
2: deadlines it makes it really hard.
1: Yeah do you have any particular like romance authors that you love like what were the ones that really first got you into
2: it? Sierra Simone.
1: Sierra Simone
2: is my unicorn she's my everything she's my inspiration. (laughs) is like incredible and I mean like so the new Camelot trilogy is my favorite American series ever mm, yeah. Um, and but also one of her like um more underrated ones is the Thorn Chapel series and it's probably the best thing that I've ever read like romance wise definitely hands down like she's incredible she can do no wrong Um, and I mean I'm not even talking about like priest and like sinner but like Saint was incredible to me that was my favorite out of all three of those ones but um yeah new Camelot just like I don't know I, I think maybe I might have to do a reread because maybe that's the point I'm at is that like it's hard for me to start something new maybe I'll, I'll just have to do a reread and that'll get me like back into you know something
0: you should do what it's I do so when good. I um when I like get into reading some I'll just buy new devices to read on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. that's another way to do it I'm like, like I don't buying...
0: <laughs> buying
2: kindles and phones
0: yeah um... <laughs> I'm like, I can't read a paperback anymore. Maybe I'll like it if I pick up my Kindle. And it works. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a good point.
1: Rereading is such an underrated thing, I think. Because it's so... When you already kind of know the story, it's just like slipping into like your really comfortable pajamas.
2: Yeah. So you can relax I, a little. I think that that's also maybe why I end up reading my own books so often. I mean, it's like... Because sometimes... And also, it just happens if I'm, like, I ever need to, like, look for a quote or something. Like, I'll pick up one of my books and I'll be lost for, like, an hour. And I'll be, like, oh, shit. I wasn't supposed to sit down and read that whole thing just now. Like, I was looking for one quote or, like, one thing. But I have to do it again because I'm starting. The next book that I'm starting is from my series. So every time I write the next book in the series, I read the ones before it, like, all in a row to get myself caught up on, like, the world and everything. So it's, like, I'm going to be doing that again that's such a <laughs> flex like liking your own books that much
3: as well like that's so good because then it means that everyone else is gonna like it if you like it
2: yeah like I didn't know that like other authors don't do that like I didn't know that until somebody had said that to me another author friend or something was like oh yeah I never read my books and I was like what like all I <laughs> read are my books like I just pick them up all the time and just like read them like But then again, like, like I said, I got into writing because I was writing for myself because I loved the stories that were in my head and I wanted just to have them, you know, out of my head. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's just like a weird Nila Kay thing. You ever like
0: (laughs) sat there reading your own book
2: and you're like, shit, I can really write a book. yeah sometimes I mean it's like other times it's like it's hard not to like critique yourself where it's like it's a book that's been out for like two years and I'll be like oh I shouldn't have used that word or like oh I use that word twice on the same page or like something but then other times it's usually like and it's usually like right before but like for example I had I was looking through for the fans um just to like get it ready for formatting and I was like oh my god I love this book so much (laughs) (laughs) um, but that it doesn't... It was do so that. good <laughs> I,
1: I think what I was talking about with the girls last episode because we did another episode this morning as well and I was like man I love Natalie K's books because they're so fucking long like it's um, it's so good, It's I feel like it's so refreshing in the world mm-hmm. of romance for it to like, not just be like a 250, 300 page book I have yeah, it be like true. quite was, a long book
2: I was just having a conversation with another um, MM author who writes longer Um, books about this because we were talking about how some readers um, are intimidated by long books. um, And then there are like some, you know, some people who just assume that a long book is going to like, not have like, you know, it's going to have a lot of in-between nonsense. That's not necessary. Mm. It's going to drag or it's going to whatever. I think that that is, that's definitely like a challenge when writing long books. And I feel like when I first started publishing that's probably why my books were long was because I just didn't want to edit anything out. Cause I was just like, fuck that. Like I'm leaving everything in. I love everything. Like who cares? Um, but nowadays when I write a book and it's long, it's like long for a reason. Like it's long because there's a lot of stuff happening for specific reasons, whether it's that it needs to be like that, or it's just a very involved storyline Um, or like, there's a lot of my own, like for the fans, there's a lot of my own personal stuff that I put in there and I just refuse to take it out and refuse to not do it. And then, so like some readers are like, I, this was what we were talking about the other day is we were like, like, Oh, it could be a duet. you could have made it a duet. And I'm like, reading a duet is the same thing as reading one long book <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> just, yeah
3: we were saying exactly. that with jade west remember with strangers in my bed she was like i was gonna release it as two books but then i was like fuck it you guys get it in one yeah,
2: yeah. exactly because like yeah. you, why would you want to pay twice when you could just get and why would you want to have like a cliffhanger and like even if i ended it on a cliffy and like release the the next one like 30 days later or something and you're not waiting that long still it's annoying you know what i mean and you're still like Oh, well, this didn't really need to be a duet. And I feel like that happens sometimes where it doesn't necessarily need to be a duet, but people do it just because they're afraid of releasing one long book. But I'm just like, you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. I just get it.
1: I get what you mean as well, that like, with like, if you have a long book, there's normally a purpose for it. Because the first book of yours that I ever read was To Burn in Brutal Rapture. Great name. And by that the way. book, if it was, <laughs> yeah, Betty really loves the name. <laughs> if yeah. that book was, any shorter it would not have had the same impact like that book fucked me up like I still think about that book every day almost. like I (laughs)
2: won't stop talking about it that is one also where it's like because I thought about it I was like is there a way to make this into a duet so it's not so long but I was like there's no possible way like it has those four specific parts for a reason each section of the book is like very important and it's like the whole thing is about building this whole like entire lifetime of like stuff that goes on um, so yeah, there's no way that book could have been shorter. And I love it the no. way it is.
1: Was, was, to burn and Brunaraptor, was that the one that got banned? What was the one no. that got banned?
2: The no, one. Double-Edged is the one that's banned. Oh, um, that's
1: the MMM, isn't it? The, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the Twins. MMM,
2: the Twinsess plus Stepdad. Um, yeah. So that one's banned. Um, and it's so funny, that book too. So I sell it on my website. I mean, it's, it's on Google Play too. It's not banned everywhere. It's just banned on Amazon. But, um, but like... <laughs> yeah that book is like it's one of those things where people like assume that a like I guess maybe a lot of banned books are kind of just like they're super boundary pushing and they're like really like you know it's just really taboo stuff or really messed up stuff and it's just like a quick whatever one and done like little story that's messed up so it ends up getting banned because of content. Double-edged is like a another long it's like hundred and uh, 170,000 words or something like it's its like 500 some odd pages like it's a long book and it's like a very like emotional story like it's not even just about the taboo aspect it's about like this crazy adventure that like happens um so that's like but you know I don't know I think that 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 it's one of my most successful books to date despite the fact that it's banned on Amazon so that's pretty good I guess. I always think like I think we talked about this with Kay Webster as well about like
1: if you ban a book, you're just giving it press. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a great way people be like. Oh, I wonder why it's banned.
2: Yeah, she messaged me when when double because I kind of assumed that Double Edged might get banned, um, but I think the reason why it got banned because it got banned after only being live for only two days. And I think it was because that's um, quick. Yeah, cool. it was really fast, and it was. I think it was because it was doing so well in Amazon it was like, you know, it was, I think at this point, my most successful book, like on Amazon in the two days that it was live. Um, and then like people started, I think people started reporting it. I'm almost a hundred percent sure that that's why, because there was like, you know, a lot of people who were upset about it and that's fine. It's justified, but like, you know, reporting it to Amazon's is kind of a dick move, but whatever, you know, <laughs> I had a backup plan. I was ready. Like I put it on Eden books. I put it up, put it up on my website, like and Kay Webster had messaged me right when it got banned. And she was like, welcome to the banned books. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> me and Kay Web, like, hanging out. So, nice. yeah, it was, it was like, pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, shit. Banning books is a ridiculous thing. But people love banned books. So sometimes the second you say banned book, like, someone's going to buy it, regardless of what it's even about. So I yeah. called that like, Good it's kind of yeah.
3: mind blowing to me that like American culture of banning books. Like we don't do that in Australia. It's like mm-hmm. not a thing. We don't like. I don't know about New Zealand. I don't think so we either. Don't but it's like not over
0: here now.
3: a culture yeah. to ban things. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think
1: like the only banned books here is like Mein Kampf. Yeah, no, <laughs> you
3: can still get Mein Kampf <laughs> in Australia. Yeah.
1: you can still get Mein Kampf
3: yeah. in Australia. Like,
1: yeah.
2: yeah,
3: I'm pretty sure you can actually it's get Mein Kampf bad. in America as well. I think I, you think, can. If you, you I can, think you can.
1: you can or I, think, I think that's I think that's one that you can buy off Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> like, a fan like, mind
3: pump. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's ban mind pump. But like they're banning like these crazy books in schools and stuff, and we're just sitting in Australia going,
1: "Huh, yeah. it's a bit weird. It's
2: yeah. a bit odd."
3: Yeah, the banning I mean, culture doesn't make sense to us,
2: especially if it's fiction. I mean, like it's it's not real. It's the same thing as like trying to ban tv shows that are about like murder and you know whatever happens in in tv shows like it just doesn't make any sense like it's fiction you know like i understand that it might be upsetting to some people but like just don't look at it (laughs) yeah Yeah, literally like don't pick up the book (laughs) don't read it close your eyes (laughs)
3: people take it so seriously like it's not fucking real like there are so many books lately, which people are just getting like horrible feedback on because they're like, but this doesn't like make sense with this. And the author's like, it's not fucking real. Don't read it. If you don't like it, like we don't get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. You always find that weird when people people give books like a one star review because they're like, Oh, I just didn't like this. Like I didn't like I didn't the like subject the matter. Yeah. I didn't like the trope. I said well, don't fucking read it. It's <laughs> not like that's not like a one star review. That's like you know, like you review based on like the writing. You yeah. don't review based on like the content. No.
2: There's a lot of weird stuff out there. I've got I mean, I don't look at review I haven't looked at my reviews in years. I have no idea what they say, not not a single clue. Um, but The last time I did look at a review, I had some pretty weird ones. And some that were, like, really funny because it was just, like, I don't know. Have you guys ever – has anyone read Pull, the continuation novella from Push?
1: No, haven't.
2: I mean, I don't want to – I'm not going to spoil anything, whatever. There's a part when, um, like – Somebody happens to upload a video of them to Pornhub or something like they upload uh-huh. one of the videos, and somebody's one star review was that's really messed up to upload a video to Pornhub, like of you guys <laughs> <laughs> fucking And I was like, that's, your re- that's real. What oh my
3: god, I can't deal. That actually makes my fucking blood <laughs> boil. Was- like I want to find that review and just be like, where did you get your education? You fucked up. And- <laughs>
2: um okay
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god silly. so silly it is so silly it's like yeah it's really stupid. fucked up maybe that's why she put it in the book
3: i was recently listening to some authors talking about how um stars are so objective and it can like Just because you don't like it, like, you're ruining somebody's career. Like, you have to be so careful Mm -hmm. when you give out stars. Like, sometimes when we talk about stars, we give them out, but we're like, you know, if you like this, though, Mm -hmm. then you would like the book kind of thing. Like, it's just, it's so dangerous, this star rating system. It's a bit...
2: It's true. I mean, yeah, because the rating thing in general, it is, because it's like, and everybody has different tastes and stuff like you know what I mean like I've read books that I hated and thought were completely terrible that other people love and it's their favorite books like it's it's all subjective you're never gonna like no one's ever gonna agree on anything so it's like putting a number to it I mean I guess like people need to know when you're looking at reviews that that's just that person's opinion but if like there are readers who like go based on that, which I don't know, I'm assuming some people do. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people do it like that. But like, if you look at the star rating, like, and that's how you judge a book, um, that's probably not a good idea, because you're just going to be getting all these skewed responses. Like some people who didn't like it and some people who loved it but that doesn't mean anything for you personally
0: i think we recently
2: read a book on the podcast sorry jay we recently
3: read a book on the podcast and it's like got amazing reviews it's like blown up on tiktok and the top review on it was this book would be better if all the characters were dead (laughs) yeah And like, <laughs> listen, we don't disagree, we didn't love the book, but like, I mean, a it hard. doesn't make like, sense that it had all the five stars. We were like shocked, we were like, Why is this such a sensation?
2: Yeah, and like, the
3: true. top comments were just like really
2: <laughs> violent.
1: Yeah, I think it's well because, like, what a lot of the time when we talk about our ratings for books or things that we like, we're not basing it on the content, we're basing it on like pacing like, like use of language, engagement, like, yeah. all that sort of stuff, like, more, I guess, how the book made us feel, as opposed to the actual content, like, what yeah. happens in the book, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, that makes sense, I mean, I feel like that's how you should review, I mean, that's how I review a book, is I review it based on, like, you know, how it made me feel, how the writing was, is, like, the hugest point for me, like, if the writing was actually good, like, if the story flowed, if there were plot holes, stuff like that, I think that's what you're, like, kind of supposed to do. And then there's other people who, like, review and they're just like, this book was trash. I hated everyone. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's your this opinion. here be If everyone yeah. was dead. my
3: favorite review still. I think we all love it. I think it's everyone in this book. So favorite
0: review, yeah.
2: it's, it's so, so mean, though. It's so It's just
1: ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so funny.
2: Because if everyone was dead, there would be no story. Unless it was like, <laughs> yeah. or maybe it was if everyone died or something
3: like it was like if everyone died at the end yeah like it was just so
0: (laughs) i think think the author should make their next book like that should be the dedication in their next book yes (laughs) like i would like own
3: it own it own Own (laughs) the fucking review because that review was gold because it's got
0: about Mm nineteen thousand likes that review
3: yeah it was it was a lot We're talking about, should I, yeah, we've spoken about it before on a previous episode. We're talking about Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. Oh, I've never heard of it. I've never read it. Oh, okay. It TikTok sensation blew up. up. Like, and we were like, (laughs) oh my God, we're so excited. And then we started reading it and we were like, she almost died. And that is not the most dramatic thing that happened in this book. (laughs) We were very confused. Anyway, let's
0: talk about your book yeah but yeah songs. let's do you, talk about for the fans do you want to give us an, an to... overview um of for the fans yeah like why, why why should people read it just in your own words
2: so um other than just that it's cool <laughs> no, <laughs> um yeah so for the fans is uh it's an mm step romance so um it Hot. is yeah and it's um it starts with the stepbrothers like meeting for the first time when like their parents first are dating and then you get like I mean you don't get a lot because obviously like then the book would be eight zillion years longer like you don't get the entire duration of them like in that time because they were like teenagers in high school when that happened uh, but you do get a little bit of it so you get like some of the building of like that tension they hate each other really one of the characters hates the other one more than the other hates him but then he just hates him because he hates him and he's mean to him and it's this whole hateful tension thing um so they really do not like each other and then they end up going to the same college and um unexpected financial hiccups um sway them into starting an only fans together so that's like um you know (laughs) pretty much where all the drama goes down it's like there's this whole tension-filled hateful thing there's bullying aspects there's like you know they really just don't get along and like the bickering is top notch if you like like banter bickering like in books like characters who are just arguing nonstop. there's a lot of that and it's really good um, it was so good I'll, as
1: well because like yeah they'd have like their like banter bickering and then but then they would like start having sex and it would just turn into like the most <laughs> insane dirty talk <laughs> yeah. like yeah, it would be like banter bickering but they'd be like yeah fuck me <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's true um yeah so they're like and they're also opposites too so it's like the two characters could not possibly be more different if they tried so it's like it's got all those vibes And then it's the whole, like, gay for pay thing because, like, you know, they're straight, um, but they just need money. Like, it's (laughs) not the case, but, like, they think it is (laughs) for the beginning portion. Um, So, yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, secret, like, locker room kisses and, like, secret kisses at, like, parties where, like, no one can find out and just, like, lots of, like, that stuff that happens and, like, it's just scorching. And then it leads into, of course, like the feelings develop, you know, and stuff like that. And then it just goes into like something else entirely. Like it turns emotional. There's like a lot of like their romance is, I think, what made me cry. There's like an emo- there's like a tra- um, like trauma um, thing. There's a trauma aspect to it. Um, but I feel like the thing that had me bawling myself, like while doing the writing and like the edits and stuff was like their how their relationship progressed, like how they ended up like falling for each other, like without even really like noticing it. And then by the time they're in it, like there's no way to turn back. And it's just like very like sweet. And um yeah, there's a lot that goes on. So it's definitely like it's a time investment. But I don't even know that it is because I had people on my ARC team who read it in like maybe not one day but like about 48 hours you know so it's like if you're committed <laughs> you can really read it fast um and like enjoy it but it's just like and then i had people who were like i'm reading this it's taking me a week to read this cuz i just want to savor it which i get i get that also um yeah we were
3: saying before that we love that one of the main characters is from boston and like The situation that occurred to him, obviously, we're not going to spoil it, but the fact that he's from Boston and that happened to him, and we were like, that's so, like, spotlight. Like, we were like, oh, my God.
2: Yeah, pretty much. So, I'm actually from Boston.
3: Oh, yeah, Massachusetts, Yeah, Yeah.
2: That is, um, I mean, not, like, the city. I'm from outside the city, and then I moved to... Boston. I went to school there and went to college there. So like a lot of the references are like stuff that's like from my own life. Like a lot of the places they went to, a lot of like the things they're doing. It's like the book really like hits home for me. Um, and then yeah, there's like this dramatic aspect that is just very like, you know, it's. I mean, it's not a dark romance whatsoever, but it's definitely has its moments where things are like uncomfy. So I made sure to specifically. I made a special little content warning page on my website. I'm so excited about that. I never did that before. I used to just like be like, hey, you know, here they are. And I hope that it doesn't spoil. But like, I hate spoiling the story. So like I decided to make this special content warning page. So it's like from the ebook, you can just click on it. It's like if you feel like you need a trigger warning for any type of reason, like click here and you can read it. So that's clever. Yeah,
3: that's That's really smart.
2: Yeah, because trying to I do that wouldn't spoil it. So that you know? wouldn't spoil
3: the thing, yeah. Because a lot of yeah. authors have said that that they then that now they are just like go to my website if you want to know what the yeah. triggers are for this book. Yeah, so it doesn't ruin it. Yeah, yeah,
1: because you don't want to like you don't want to just be like not telling you the triggers because it'll spoil it. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, want exactly. to. Yeah, I mean, not everybody's going to be triggered by everything.
2: Exactly.
1: Um, yeah. I like because that you were saying about how like um the like the tension like people like and because in the book like they've got like this hate tension between them and on the OnlyFans they're getting like comments and messages being like oh my god we love this tension this chemistry and I was just like yeah, yeah we do Nyla yeah you <laughs> tapped into it
2: <laughs> yeah and that's like the other fun thing is like I it was so fun um researching <laughs> for the book by subscribing to many OnlyFans accounts and no. <laughs> seeing how that stuff works um but it's like obviously like you know if if you're like a self-published author now you most of us I mean probably like 90% of us are actively on social media all the time so it's like you're familiar with like how people are online like how the comments are like if there's sexual content like it's always gonna get crazy comments so like that was one of the most fun things was like dealing with like the fans because that's like what it's all about is like Mm. the whole thing is that they just keep saying that they're doing it for the fans but like you know they're not (laughs) so um but like we did this thing where in my Facebook group I asked people to um submit comments that would go into the book so like I I was like write a comment to Kyron and Avi, like, pretending that you're, like, some thirst trap on their OnlyFans, <laughs> like, make up a username, like, make it funny, and, like, I'll pick a bunch of them and, like, include them in the book, and so I did, I got, like, a shitload of them, I, I only could use, like, a certain amount, because there's only, I was gonna do one per chapter, so I grabbed a handful of them, they came out hilarious, <laughs> so, so when the book cool, comes yeah. out, will have to see them because they're just it's so cute like it's really funny some authors participated like it, it turned out to be so much fun
1: that but does it's, sound it's like really fun really what cool. if I way to be like involved in it to get everyone to get everyone hyped about it as well
2: yeah I was like yeah and I'm not going to tell you if I picked yours like you're gonna have to wait and see <laughs>
1: you're gonna have to read it <laughs> What is, what's, uh, do you have any plans for your next book after For the Fence comes out? You got anything in the works?
2: Yeah, so the next book that I'm going to start is um, book four in the Alabaster Penitentiary series. So um, yeah, so that is a, it's, I don't know. It's a friends to love. I would call, I call it a frenemies to lovers. I would say it's sort of like that because they are, they were friends but then they like you know sort of have like a little bit of falling out and they have constant drama and tension with each other so it's sort of like this frenemies to lovers thing of course it takes place in prison if you're not familiar with that series it takes place in a prison um this book is and each book is like an interconnected standalone so this is an mm um between two characters named luther and wren luther is a um like a hacker and Ren is a pyromaniac slash arsonist slash pathological liar. <laughs> um, and so this prison, like, is filled with, like, all the most, like, morally corrupt characters that you could ever imagine. Um, and so these people are all in here for, like, specific reasons. And it's been really fun because... So, like, the first book was, like, Dash and Kemper. Dash was, like, a bank robber. And Kemper was, like, one of the prison guards. And then the I second book, book was yeah there's the second like book a was, prison guard and a prisoner mm-hmm. trope. Different. Sorry, <laughs> had to interrupt. and then the um the second book was an mmf that was about the just the guards so there's three guards that end up in a relationship together and they're also like the guards are equally like morally corrupt like they're not great people either so there's a lot going on. Um, and then the third book was about a serial killer and his psychiatrist. So there's like a psychiatrist doctor who's sent into the prison to like study and analyze the serial killer. Betting um, Yeah, that's <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer-esque. Um, <laughs> serial killer <laughs> is completely like morally pitch black, not even morally gray. Um, so that was really fun. So now I get to play with two more prisoners and I get to be back in this world, which is so much fun. The series is going to be six books in total. So this one's four. So I still have two more after that. And I'm like, kind of like trying to spread them out on purpose, because I don't want to be done with the series. (laughs) I just love them so much. I love being like, it always just every time I go back to the series, it feels like I'm coming home. Like it's only it's the only time it ever is like, things are easy like the writing feels easy like the characters feel easy like it's just it's so much fun to be in that so I'm very excited to write that hopefully I can I'm trying to get it out for May so we'll see oh nice that's fast do
1: you have out of all the books that you've written do you have a personal favorite like a special one
2: that's a terrible question. Why would you <laughs> <after that>? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, oh man, I don't know. I feel like Distorted is definitely a top favorite. I love Dash and Kemper. I just, I, I don't know. The, writing that book was like a completely different experience from anything else I've ever written. It was really just like fun and entertaining. And like the whole time that I was writing it, I was having a good time. Like it was just, I think that's definitely one. And um, I also have to say double-edged because I love the characters. I'm obsessed with the characters. Um, it was one of the hardest books I've ever written because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was very complicated and it gave me a lot of grief. But um, I think a lot of times that means that it's it's going to be a top favorite. I, I feel the same way kind of about For the Fans. I think For the Fans is up there. It's definitely yeah. up there.
1: Yeah. Uh, for yeah, for the fans because like it starts off and like just compared to your other stuff too, I was like, well wow, this is starting off like kind of like hearted Even though there was like the bullying aspect and like their relationship obviously wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, just having Arby yeah. as like one of the characters, I was like, oh, this seems like it's gonna be like a really chill, nice thing. I was like, it's gonna be like a dirty book. It's gonna be fun, and then it just gets like so emotional, and then you just you get so invested in them both. It was so good.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah I know because I, I was like when I announced I was writing first of all it's the first sports romance that I've ever written. I don't usually <laughs> write like you know I'm my my like subgenres and tropes is usually like forbidden taboo stuff but it's I write some dark like I write some it's I don't usually write like regular sort of contemporary stories and I especially have never written any sports um or anything like that any like real college age stuff like that which is what they also are so it was different for me in a lot of ways and like when i announced it a lot of my regular readers were like oh my goodness like i can't wait to see how you're gonna nyla k all over this like the sports (laughs) world (laughs) and i was like yeah trust me it's not gonna be easy like it wouldn't be me and be easy like it's just not gonna happen so they definitely go through their their hard times and also um I mean, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but, like, so it's, like, Kyron is the football quarterback. He's, like, the all-star, like, golden boy, like, going to the NFL and stuff. Like, he's the grouchy, uptight, control freak one. And Avi is, like, the, you know, dreamer, stoner, like, arty, emo nerd kid who is, like, basically me. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so, But, like, he's – so it's not, like, two football players falling in love. Like, it's a football player – and then Avi, who like, you know, looks down at jocks. You know what I mean? Like he's like mm-hmm. all these jock assholes, like who are always bullying him in school and stuff. And he ends up becoming the mascot. So he yeah. ends up like when they're when for the football team in college, he ends up like applying and becoming like the the eagle. He's the guy mm-hmm. dancing in the yeah. eagle's sideline i it like that just, you made him like
1: like really like arty and nerdy but then you also made him like super jacked like he's also ripped <laughs> then they talk about they talk about like hurt. karen talks about how like how like he loves that he's like almost the same size as him yes <laughs> karen's like mm-hmm. there's like yeah this
2: exercise really like i've never can... even
1: seen you work out
2: yeah they give him a hard time because they're like you be- i've never even seen you work out he eats nothing but junk food um, but he, his thing is that he likes to work out ironically, like he likes Absolutely. to have a good body to like shove it in people's faces and be like, ha ha, look at this. The art nerd has a good body. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's just like oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so
1: excited for when it does come out and everybody else can give it a read. By the time this episode comes out, it would have already been out for yeah, a couple, almost a week. a week. Yeah. yeah, that a week? yeah. Very so exciting. So if you're listening to this.
2: You need to get for the fans. Yes, get Get it now. Get it like yesterday. You should have done (laughs) it a week ago. Actually, yeah, Yeah. (laughs)
1: release date, guys, come on. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, we've got our one question that we like to ask everybody that comes. Who do you want to marry? Oh yeah, if you could pick any one of
2: your characters, (laughs) gee, most important question.
1: I know. I always forget this one.
2: (laughs) Who would you want to pick? Who would I marry? That is so difficult.
3: And also I there's might... one more
2: question after this. So, Jay,
3: don't get too excited to end this episode. Okay? <laughs> I'm not getting excited to end it. God. <laughs>
2: um, I might have to say um, Lazarus. Out of all your books. Yeah. Oh my god! Lazarus. Thank you.
3: yeah We have to say Lazarus. Lazarus. I agree.
2: Lazarus come to burn in brutal rapture. He um and he, I actually had a crush on him. Well, he's the only one of my characters that I had an actual active crush on while I was writing. Wow, him that's yeah. So- i surprised. You
1: wrote him to be like the hottest person on earth. You wrote him to be like this, like this <laughs> fucking daddy who's <laughs> 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 like covered in tattoos.
2: He's oh, yep. just super fucking cool. Because yeah. usually, like a daddy on this podcast. Are, like, yeah, love I a feel like, I feel like a, um you know I almost feel like they're my kids in a way like sometimes like I feel because it's like you know I have like a relationship with them so I I can hear them in my head and it's sometimes like you know obviously they're hot and everything they're doing is sexy but like Lazarus in particular I was like oh my god like I just love you <laughs> and he's just like he has that tortured past like you know I love the tortured past thing Love the tortured yeah. ass. Love the quiet, grumbly, um, you know, uptight guy who like is he's like a you know a numbers guy. Like he's sort of like emotionless in a lot of ways. And like, oh, yeah, he's great. Um, what his daddy has.
3: we love daddies on this podcast. We're a daddy positive <laughs> podcast. FDI. Yeah. Um, what's the your favorite sex scene you've ever written?
1: Oh, oh yeah, do you yeah. we're you not remember? doing
3: well for the first author of the season? We
1: gotta get your head fucking <laughs> screwed on. <laughs>
0: this is a podcast. You're a sex gonna give podcast. me some leeway.
1: You gotta give me some leeway because this is the fucking first author. I've forgotten everything that we used to do. <laughs>
2: no, that's fine. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> that's
3: terrible. In Come lots of description. You've your books so many sections. In lots of description is the response. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, so all my sex scenes are very, like I said, they're very long and very descriptive. Um. I do a lot. I do. I don't even want to call it dirty talk. I, I say filthy talk. Yeah. All of my characters yeah. have filthy fucking mouths, and that is what I'm here for. But mm-hmm. I might have to say. Oh, geez. It's so tough. It's a oh, to- I love it's-
3: putting authors on the spot. It's
2: much <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> It's maybe a toss up between. What is it, a toss-up between? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to give us your top three? Would
3: that make it better? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to have to give you a few. Okay, we'll do two. top there's, three. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because otherwise you brain... might have, like, a stroke. It's not looking good. <laughs> you okay. yeah, yeah, your yeah. eyes are, like, starting to
2: bug out. <laughs> um, there's a scene in Brainwashed, which is book three in the Alabaster Pen series. It's the doctor-patient one. Um, there is a scene where... Um, the felix darcy he's the serial killer is hooked up to a um sonogram machine so like basically he's hooked up to a machine and then you can see like stuff happening on the screen
1: um, uh-huh
2: yeah so i'm not gonna go <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil it oh yeah. i get it oh yeah. nice yeah it's it's like highly um i saw so basically i got the idea from a, i was watching porn obviously happens a lot um i one. found this porn hub video of something like that happening and i was like oh yeah that's going in the book <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's going in the book so he's literally hooked up to a sonogram like an ultrasound yeah and they're doing stuff and then the doctor takes over so yeah nice. that's um that's a good way cool also, also, I would have to say I don't know if anyone's read Double Edged, but the um, there's a there is a double anal penetration scene in Double Edged. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a David. good one too. That's right. definitely David. definitely a good one. And then, um, oh, man, and then everything from Distorted. I love. Oh wait, no. Oh my goodness there's so many good ones. Oh my ones. god I love this. <laughs> this is amazing. There's the scene in. there's a oh, ooh and then also <laughs> this is into burnin' brutal raptor um the first time that um like Lazarus cuz so it's MF like Lazarus and Tracy but the first time that Lazarus asked Tracy to like finger him while they're fucking. Fuck yes. I'm really into it yeah Um, i told you butt stuff in all the books it's ultimate oh yeah we were talking about this (laughs) before the episode we were talking about butt stuff
3: we were like finger in the butt do we like it or not
2: (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot of them basically every scene in distorted like um yeah dash and kemper's first time together oh my goodness i just (sighs) it's a hard question and the good thing though yeah. is that my books are like ninety percent sex scenes. Yeah. So, you know, well, <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. Yeah. That's what ne- we want. Oh like, my
3: god, you'll never run out. And to think that G almost didn't ask that fucking
1: question. <laughs> I know. I think I like. I keep on forgetting it as well. You have. This is
3: not like this is not a one off <laughs> thing. Not the like first I want to forgive you because it's <laughs> the first author of the season, but it happened a lot last season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need to I think I have I like I I don't know what it's not on like our usual question list. I need to add it in. Yeah. It's a good one. It's oh, an
2: important stop. question.
1: Mm-hmm. This is groundbreaking reporting right here. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: New York <laughs> Times hit us up
3: Buzzfeed on crack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, and our actual final question mm. is if you could give any advice to aspiring female authors, what would it be?
2: Ooh, um yeah that is a good question too or any author um my yeah my number my number one piece of advice is always um just be genuine like there's a lot of different advice that you can give people as far as like you know pub the whole publishing process and about like you know um writing and how fast you're gonna write and what you're gonna publish and when you're gonna do it and all these things like the business side whatever you can figure that out as you go or you can research it for a, a year two years whatever and then publish do whatever you want but I feel like the most important important thing that I can say is like to just be genuine find your own unique voice and like write that and if it's not like if it feels like it's not coming or like you know. Because, like, the the number one thing that authors struggle with, especially, like, in this day and age, is, I mean, if you're an author who's, like, on social media, if you're a self-published author, is watching what everybody else is doing and being like, why am I not doing that? Like, you know, oh, crap, I should be, I should have a website, I should have a this, I should, you know, I should be pumping out a book every month, I should be doing this and that, but you just have to do what's right for you what's right for one person is not going to be what's right for everybody so just figure out what you're gonna do find your brand and stick to it and like find your own voice if it's not happening don't like push yourself you know what I mean because just you want to always just be authentic and not um you know I know a lot of people like feel like they want to publish they want to write and publish books it's exciting like they've got ideas but you should definitely have your own identity as an author before you even go into it um, and then just like work on that. And it's like, you know, it's never going to be perfect right off the bat, obviously, but I feel like if you just stay true to yourself and your own like individual author voice, then you'll be successful. Beautiful. Oh that was that good advice. Advice. Look at you
1: coming
3: out
2: all <laughs> hot in the end of this
1: yeah
0: stop her! It. <laughs> it's almost like she's a writer or something oh my god <laughs> yeah, just like she has a way with words oh How crazy. God, that
3: was magic
1: <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us today this has been so much fun yeah
2: it was good you're a ball of energy thank you guys for having me I'm like you're a good um, yeah. we like it I like because yeah. I'm I'm a rambler so I'm surprised that this um is the length of that it is <laughs> because usually yeah. every, every Talking, I start talking and then I just go off on tangents. That's amazing. Like, All right, reel back in, Nyla. Come on, like
1: let's <laughs> yeah. go that know, good. That's what we want. Out out yeah, nothing away. worse than I'm um, interviewing someone and it's just like radio silence. <laughs> like half the time.
2: <laughs> It'll never be radio silence with me. There'll be lots of <laughs> words and lots of awkward giggling. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> All right
1: anybody so what everybody who is listening to this now, if you haven't already, please, 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 please grab a copy of For the Fans because yes. you'll love it. And fans. you know what? Everybody, even if you don't normally read MM, just read it.
2: You'll do it nice, It's just nice to mix it up every now That's and then. piece of <laughs> advice: to people who say that they don't read MM or they never have tried MM, Lies. my advice is always read it. Yeah. just do it just try
1: it nice. yeah because actually because I was talking to the girls as well like before we started filming and I was like oh god we've been reading like so much like straight romance recently this just feels like a breath of fresh air yeah. <laughs> this is just mm-hmm. nice it does yeah I feel like it's this good. season
3: we haven't though last season we just did like straight romance we started off with mind fuck this season wow Yes, yeah, thank it's you. Still They're so
0: straight. <laughs> no,
3: I know, but it wasn't like a normal romance. You no, can't yeah, say it that wasn't like oh yeah, it Not wasn't so a like a romance. beginning,
1: middle, and end romance. Yeah, but, yeah, no, no, no. But It was that still was... hetero. Yeah, we were oh, talking about, about like, normal, like queer, yeah. queer. Yeah, it didn't. Oh, books.
3: I, I apologize yeah. for myself <laughs> for that.
2: Yeah, when, uh, when, what? If... I mean, I can only speak to that first book that I've read, the One Soul Leader. But if you, yeah, if you want to try something weird. Um, mm-hmm. or you could try Wicked Things by Nyla Kay, which is also, <laughs> yes. the, um, yeah, that's a good palate cleanser because it's four individual short stories in one book. Perfect. So, oh, you know, that's yeah, that Um, yeah, like if you're, if say you just came out of like a heavy, a heavy read or something and you're like, oh, I just need something like quick. This book's got four retellings in it and they're all like, they're for monster romance virgins and it's just no. super fun so exciting. i nice. that jane just got a phone off exciting. again i <laughs> you know portions of my other books but i just took over so
1: that's what's happening so, perfect <laughs> um what are we doing next We're week doing, everybody oh hurt? we are recording does it hurt it's by a carlton
3: yeah. oh mama this one's gonna be talking a about that
1: read. i'm ready to get hurt yeah i'm,
3: ready I'm not gonna, like yeah
0: just be hurt gonna, I, I don't want to be
3: hurt But I'm excited (laughs) to read it. Will it make me cry? Yeah. Have you read it?
0: No, but everybody else is crying, so you'll cry. Oh, for fucking
3: fuck's (laughs) sake. No.
1: Stop
0: it.
3: Oh, fuck. Here we go. I'm going to end up in a freaking institution after this one.
1: You need (laughs) a (laughs) break (laughs) after this. Yeah, I'm
3: not going to be able to candle.
1: Alrighty, well, thank you so much for joining us, Naila. And thank you, everybody who is listening. And we will see everybody next week.
0: Goodbye. See ya. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.